Welcome to Auto Tutorials. Uh, my name is Ezekiel Oburu. I am an orthopedic surgeon at Nairobi Spinal Orthopedic Center and I also teach at the University of Nairobi. Our topic of discussion today is Parker's disease. Parker's disease refers to an idiopathic painful disorder of childhood characterized by a vascular necrosis of the proximal femoral epiphysis. Diagnosis is usually suspected after hip radiographs and an MRI is useful in diagnosis of early disease. In children less than 8 years, treatment is typically observation and osteotomy in children older than 8 years. Some of the details will come below or in the later aspects of the podcast. So this was originally described independently by Wallerstrom as tuberculosis of the hip. The condition was better defined in 1910 by three orthopedic doctors. One is Leg Carl Pates, and they were in different countries. Wallerstrom described distinct radiographic changes for the disease, which are really the following stages. One, you have the initial stage in which you have ischemia-induced sclerosis, then number two, you have the fragmentation phase. And number three, you have the reossification phase. And finally, you have the heal phase. The stages last on average five, nine, and 19 months, respectively. What is the epidemiology? Patients are usually between the ages of four to 10 years, and boys are affected four times as much as girls. It affects about 1 to 10,000 children with a higher incidence in urban area and has an increased prevalence in people of lower socioeconomic status. It may be bilateral in 12% of the cases with almost always asymmetrical and asynchronous enrollment. So what are the risk factors? The risk factors are positive family history, secondhand smoking, low birth weight, abnormal birth position, other factors which may promote development and progress of the condition include bleeding disorders and protein S deficiency, repetitive microtrauma, and genetic factors. So what's the pathophysiology? So what is the uh, pathophysiology? The precipitating factor is unknown, but evidence suggests that a vascular necrosis of the femoral head is due to mismatch between the rapid growth of the femoral epiphysis and the slower development of adequate blood supply to the area. The pathological process involves stages of ischemia and bone death, revascularization and repair with subsequent remodeling where the bony architecture is usually restored. I have described the four stages all three stages together with the healing above. So what are the clinical features? The child presenting complaint is typically hip discomfort, although thigh pain and referred knee pain may also be present. I remember specifically one child who was referred to me by a colleague with unexplained knee pain, but immediately I saw the child walking, I could tell that this child has Parkinson's disease. Typically, the child has a limp. Symptoms typically 
fluctuate with increasing activity and improve with rest and anti-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. In the early stages, a physical examination indicates a hip flexion contracture that can be shown by the Thomas test, as well as limitations of abduction and internal rotation. As the condition worsens, adduction contracture of the hip may develop. Frequent characteristics of atalgic gait, which really means a short stance phase of the affected hip, may be seen. Symptoms of impingement and restricted range of motion may arise in deformed hips with more severe involvement. So, how do we diagnose this? Well, x-rays, that is anterior posterior and frog length, sorry, how do we diagnose this? X-rays, that is anterior posterior and frog leg positions are done. And this is important because uh, early disease may be shown by just doing a frog leg lateral and in some conditions that are a differential diagnosis, especially in older children, like slip capital femoral epiphysis, they may be initially seen just by a frog leg lateral x-ray. What do you see on the x-ray? There is usually increased lucency of the femoral head, joint space narrowing, widening, irregularity of the femoral head ossification, and a crescent sign representing a subchondral fracture. An MRI is indicated if initial imaging is unremarkable, but clinical symptoms or suspicion persist. Now, when we've done the x-ray, how do we evaluate this? There are many classification systems, and really, there's the Catterall system, there's the Walderstrom system, and there is the Herring or the lateral pillar classification, which I prefer to use. I think this is much easier. And in this, you basically look at the condition of the lateral third of the femoral head during the late fragmentation phase. How do we evaluate the x-ray or what is our prognosticating system that we can use? And there's one really that was described by Herring which is based on the condition of the lateral third of the femoral head during the late fragmentation phase, uh, in which you have A, no loss of lateral pillar height, B, lateral pillar with more than 50% loss of height, B, C, a thin pillar, loss of lateral pillar height at 50%, and C, more than 50% collapse of the lateral pillar. So how do you treat this disease? At the conclusion of the disease process, the primary objective of leg calf Parte's disease treatment is to achieve a spherical femoral head and a concentric joint. The recommended treatment depends on the patient's age, initial stage, and degree of involvement as based on radiology. Standard treatment approaches are basically two. There is symptomatic and containment therapies. Typical symptomatic treatment consists of activity modifications, protective weight bearing, and physical therapy aimed at preserving hip range of motion, particularly abduction. Typically, such therapy is considered for patients with less severe involvement 
patients who are much younger, and patients with a lateral pillar A by the Herring classification. What about containment treatment? This consists of positioning the anterior lateral section of the femoral epiphysis within the acetabulum to prevent distortion and can be carried out either surgically or non-surgically. Non-surgically is casting and abduction bracing which may be used to accomplish non-operative confinement. Surgical treatment can be achieved by either doing a varus derotational osteotomy of the intertrochanteric region or a pelvic osteotomy. A total hip replacement in patients who develop osteoarthritis. What are the complications? Early arthritis of the hip joint is brought by incongruence between the femoral head and acetabulum and shortening of the femoral neck. Thank you very much. Thank <music> you.